Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Welcome to the Hell in a Cell preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamlet from What Culture, to look ahead to this weekend's Hell in a Cell premium live event. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we review Raw, SmackDown, NXT, but oh, AW Dynamite, AW Rampage, pay per views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a bloody quiz of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, though, joined by my colleague, Michael Hamflit, will also be joining me for the Hell in a Cell live stream on Sunday night on What Culture's YouTube channel. If you're thinking, jumping the gun a little bit early, doing the preview on a Thursday, well, actually, it's even earlier than you realise, because we're recording <laughs> this on Wednesday afternoon. We are having a four-day mandatory weekend mm. uh, here in the UK, courtesy of the Queen's Jubilee, and as a result, uh, the podcast schedule's just gone completely out the window. I do apologise to everyone, but we thought we'd just find time to squeeze in a look ahead to the premium live event we will be doing reactions to on Sunday night. And how are you feeling heading into it, Hamlet? I'm feeling all right. Pros and cons to this whole Jubilee thing, isn't there? One of which being our shorter working week because we're lucky enough to love doing these podcasts for a living. So, like, some people will be like, oh, I just want to get away. Just want yeah. to be gone. Like, we won't get to do our coverage as much as we would quite like. I thought you were going to lead in by saying, when you said, now, if you're thinking, and then you started talking about the reduced schedule of sequence, you said that. I thought you were going to say, now, if you're thinking, why would I join you for a Hell in a Cell stream when there's only got six matches and only about two of them have had any build? <laughs> I would direct people's attention to either of our Twitters from the last two days. <laughs> because on the Double or Nothing stream, when I think it's safe to say that about three hours deep, heads were starting to go. Yes. We, say. we were doing our best, but they were quite a few hours in and they were... Um, Taking the piss. Tanking the mid-card with a dreadful... Six-person match featuring the worst angle in AEW. Laid bare. Yes. Going all sorts of wrong. Um, well, how, do, how can I put this without taking up too much time? You skull f- the jelly. <laughs> and uh, the footage of which exists on either of our Twitter pages. You can go yeah. treat yourself. And ladies and gentlemen, he has threatened to do this again. Gel oh. in a cell. <laughs> I love it. Adam Wilborn's protest vote. One match will be turned upside down by the presence of a round trees pot. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what that is yet. I think I have a feeling I know which one it's going to turn we'll out to be. stick around and we'll, maybe we'll reveal <laughs> it. Maybe we'll reveal it on this podcast. You two can find out the jelly timestamp <laughs> of what you need to watch. But join us for the whole thing. Yeah, it's... Um, the thing is, it would be... I think it would be insincere of you or I specifically to complain about the layout of this card, the makeup of this card... 
Because especially in the what culture offices, I've noted, we are the mega super duper high guys on WWE Premium Live events. Hmm. They are very much our sh, aren't they? These yeah. things. Like, wrapped in under three. Six matches, occasionally a seventh or eighth added, but very rarely too much. The flab is typically the stuff they have to put on to account for the Peacock adverts in America. So it's like you've just had, say, I don't know, Bobby Lashley versus Omos, and then it's like, anyway, here's a three-minute commercial on Bobby Lashley. Does <laughs> this feel a bit weird? Aye, it's because it's for no purpose other than for an advert. Like, there, to be honest, is the embarrassing situation that the billion-dollar wrestling show, your show of the week, Adam Wilborn, yep. has contributed nothing to this, <laughs> to this Hell in a Cell card, which to me bears out, has proven what I've suggested all along, which was that they were absolutely skiving with Roman Reigns on top. Because the second he disappears, it's like, we got any wrestlers? Nah, none. Not one. Not a one. Are you just about to say that? I just realised looking at this card, yeah. at time of recording at least, despite the fact this is several days after all, yes. that tag title match isn't on here. No, it has not been added. I was checking this before we came in to record this. That has not been added, which leads me to believe that it's going to be one of them times when they just keep it for a raw number. Like... This riddle bloodline stuff is genuinely over. People do yeah, like yeah, it. Yeah. Um, Ronda Rousey is on the poster, uh, which is a... I, I know it's just a poster, but that means she will have been locally advertised for this event. And she was supposed to be working, if you recall, Sasha Banks mm-hmm. for the Sasha and Naomi uh, acrimony. So whilst Naomi was lifted out and Becky Lynch and Asuka were put in... Nobody has been placed in against Ronda Rousey. <laughs> They've got this piss-poor SmackDown roster. If you want to be generous, maybe they're keeping Shayna Baszler for the summer. But they've got this ludicrous roster full of losers who are in this race to the bottom to see who can get decked by Ronda. It's like, oh, Shotzi's locked them all in the room. Or I want a turn. No, I want a turn. <laughs> Raquel Rodriguez, I'm getting a turn. I've lost twice. <laughs> like the, It's just this gaggle of idiots which you could do i think i was saying to you in the office you could do like a kickoff battle royal with yeah. fights ronda or you could do like uh all in ronda fights everybody and because she's just leaps and bounds above all of them she wins and it's just ronda versus the world ronda retains the title sasha was gone three weeks ago and they have not remotely tried to slot somebody in on in yeah, a normally place like they always go above they are not booking smackdown <laughs> like they are not booking no. smackdown as a wrestling show I know we didn't have a chance to review it from the last week, but yeah, it, it really feels like they've... <laughs> I don't know if this phrase is taking the foot off the gas or taking the eye off the ball, but a little bit of both, yeah. if I'm perfectly honest. Let's stick to what we know then, the six matches that are on <laughs> this card, because I'm going to complain and moan about one particular match mm. in there. But looking at this, actually, like, I know I'm a bit of an e-drone occasionally. <laughs> I get that. And I, I'm, it's because I'm always... I'm always I'm not at Simon Miller's levels, but I'm always trying to be a little bit optimistic about mm-hmm. WWE. I said I was gonna give them pass after pass after pass because of WrestleMania. Yeah. Like that first night was just magical. Mm-hmm. And as a result of that, I'm like, see, you can you can do this. If you just try, you can do it. Backlash sort of rules. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is gonna be better than double or nothing in terms of timing. <laughs> um We'll definitely get a proper review out of this, is all I'm saying, yeah, basically. Yeah. You didn't have time with Double or Nothing. Yeah. I have to go home at some point. But let's start with the obvious main event of the night. Hell in a Cell. Cody Rhodes versus Seth Freakin' Rollins. This feud must continue because I want it to. Fantastic stuff, man. Absolutely fantastic stuff. So the first match exists uh, where Seth Rollins hasn't had time to prepare it's a total surprise. The world is overwhelmed by Cody Rhodes' arrival, so what chance does Seth Rollins, the man in the ring, have against him? And he tries his best, and it's super competitive, and he loses. And then he shakes Cody's hand. So there is a 
that was on the night, raw after WrestleMania, wasn't it? Seth I believe so, out. yeah. So there is a mutual respect established between the two. And Seth is kind of still a bit of a petty arsehole about the fact that the, <laughs> yes. the Cody situation was thrust upon him. But he says things will be different second time around because you've been gone a long time. And like I'm a, I'm a guy that likes to prep. And now I've got the time to prep. I can beat you. So there's this renewed competitive element of match two where Seth counters everything. Seth has got Cody figured out. He's done his homework. He's got him figured out on absolutely everything. So Cody goes to a completely different playbook that Seth couldn't have possibly prepared for. Pulls the tights a little bit, but gets it done and is there to suggest to Seth, well, what you didn't do was uh, like fully estimate just how much I've learned in the mm. time away. I can do, I'm the complete, I am walking around telling people I'm the best professional wrestler in the world. So I have got tens in every top trumps category. <laughs> including, if needs be, taking a little bit of a shortcut. So Seth, at this point, is like, right, Cody, well, I didn't realise that you were going to go on the shortcut. I'm kidding. I, I'm Norfolk's maddest man. <laughs> so he snaps. And, and Cody's moved on. Cody is ready to move on because he believes, sorry, Seth, like, done and dusted. I beat you with no prep. I understood the reason for the rematch. I'm going to beat you with prep. I've done it. On I go. Only get Seth more intense. Blood feud. Because now Seth is enraged. He feels like he's been cheated out with the one win that he should have had. He feels like he's had the WrestleMania moment taken when he didn't really have a say in the matter. So we've got this blood feud. Seth snaps, attacks Cody, stops him winning the US title, which 24 hours ago Cody decided was a dream. It's like uh, 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 Dusty Rhodes or something. I, I want the US title more than anything in my whole life. Like, so I still defend it. I think that was good stuff. It's not bad because Seth took something from him. Exactly. And that was, that's what mattered. Cody, Cody said he wanted something. Seth said, no, you can't have it. That's I'll give them that, right? Mm. Bit, bit cheeky, but you can give them it. Seth takes it from him. Blood feud. Blood feud. Hell in a cell. They have even vindicated the existence of the conveniently timed pay-per-view where typically every year exactly. we're like, it's only a cell match because it's May or October previously. It's only the time of year. It's the calendar that's put them in this match. No, this match actually warrants the stipulation. I cannot believe I've just said all the things I've said in order. I believe that the normalisation of Cody Rhodes has been overstated. I, I think it's a load of bullets. I, I said this on the Raw review with Cedric because, like, and I understand it as well, on the surface level, it's like, ah, he's going 50-50 with the Miz or he's going DQ matches on Raw. Bigger picture-wise, like, Cody, Cody's presence and the injection of life into the top of Raw's card feels like he has elevated everything. Specifically, that go-home angle, which I cannot remember the last time WWE found the exact right level of heat in the exact right week. Because we talk about this, they don't book stories. No. They're just like, character A, character B, here are the traits, and they're going to do stuff every week. Some weeks it's hottest in week two when it should be hotter in week four. This was, you turn the gas as high as you possibly can, it's only six more days, and oh, if, if not for the invisible wall, and then Cody's like, I've spent the last five years telling people there is no invisible wall, and Seth's gone, oh, I know where you've been the last five years, you're trying to take gerbs and take food off our <laughs> table. Fight. Awesome brawl. Like, they have nailed, nailed, nailed this. And not to be, you said, you know, like, oh, I'm the optimist when it comes to WWE. This isn't false optimism because they've had two rippers. So you are permitted to expect mm -hmm. that this, like, this match might not be awesome, right? But you're permitted to think it might be because all the evidence suggests that they're just their chemistry is natural. Two final questions before we move on. Number one, can Seth finally defeat Cody Rhodes for you? No. Good. But I'll give you a reason why. And number two... These are two very successful gentlemen yeah. who have got rather large bank accounts. Bank accounts that maybe could accommodate a fine for getting a bit of colour. 
Oh, hello there. What, like going off book as well, doing it without the permission? Sir? I'm just asking questions here, You're just mate. asking questions. I don't think they will, unless it's accidental. Cody would love a bit of accidental colour. He would love a bit of accidental juice. Mm-hmm. He would be over the moon. Uh, blonde, that blonde put, hair, that red. he's put one just underneath, on right on the hairline, and then Seth hit me as hard as you can. I'll never guess, Vince. I was shaving my <laughs> forehead before I got here. <laughs> I, was, I was shaving my neck tattoo. No, um, I don't think they will. I don't think Cody's in that mindset no. yet, but I can see the rationale for it. Not until they've put the world tart around his waist, is he not ready for that? Indeed. I think this is going on last, right? Not bloody well better. Yeah. And I think I've got your, here's a stupid thing, Hamlet's going to say that's never going to happen prediction, right? The Money in the Bank stadium shift, I think, is a bit of a bruise to the ego. And especially with Roman Reigns being like, oh, not in the stadium anymore. Yeah, I'll see you in a month, see you in two months. And Roman Reigns not being advertised for this show when previously it would have been time to start heating up what he was going to do for stadium season. That's been delayed by a month. I think WWE actually give you more than they promised and Roman Reigns appears <gasps> at the end of Hell in a Cell. These two men, these two warriors of Monday Night Raw have like, fought to the death in Hell in a Cell and Cody has come out on top. And it's been like genuinely quite the evocative thing and Seth does a handshake again. He's like that kind of like, I had to know. We've done battle. Cody is a man ultimately, so far at least, a pillar of respect. He respects this business, and they've done this business, and now this business is concluded, and they can finally shake hands and call it a day. And I think the Seth Rollins babyface turn is coming anyway because fans really want to cheer this. They love singing along the theme. You've kind of explored all the avenues as a heel anyway, so I think that turn is coming. But Roman arrives fresh as a daisy and just batters both of them. <gasps> Unfinished business for Seth in the Royal Rumble. Laying a marker on Cody. And he doesn't have to be at Raw, does he? He doesn't have to be at Money in the Bank if he doesn't want to be. Oh. But it's just like, what are you two talking about? Being the main event, talking about food off the table, talking about like whatever it is that you two think you're trying to achieve here. I got two in belts, and you two have got zero. Like, and that's how Hell in a Cell goes off the air. And again, Roman heads ho- heads back to the island of relevancy, swing his knob around for a few weeks. <laughs> and Cody and Seth, having survived this war, are left to like try and pick up the pieces going into money in the bank. I really thought for a split second, and I'm going to ask you about it because I was going to ask you about it anyway. I really thought you were going to say, I agree completely, Cody should pin Seth or beat Seth for, mm. a, for a third time and a nice moment between the two of them because I, I think you're right, you may be heading in that direction with Seth as well. Uh, and yeah, a hell of a recovery I think he's had mm. uh, and a rehabilitation, I think is quite, quite the right word. But I thought you were going to say the ending of Hell in a Cell is going to be Cody celebrating and then... I mean, he's teasing it, isn't he? I mean, at the time of recording, this is Wednesday afternoon. Maybe more stuff will have come out yeah. on Thursday. But, like, he's saying he might be coming back. He's probably shown up on Dynamite, as I say this right now. But even so. Well, indeed. Like, so by the time this goes out, we will know if he's turned up in AEW. Anyone that listened yesterday to, yesterday, today, depending on when you listen to this, to our AEW Dynamite preview we'll know that we went into some detail about why we think it won't be AEW. But for the same reasons, I believe WWE is a perfect landing point for Bray Wyatt. They will, um, I would slick Nick Khan, will re-add him to the spreadsheet with substantially less zeros that were on before. <laughs> and the Fiend... Add new cell. <laughs> yeah. Hell in a cell. Oh, there it is. And the Fiend, as a character, is more suited to the WWE now than the one he left, somehow. Like, Fiends are kicking around all the time. Like, there's vignettes where, like, we just reviewed an NXT where, like, a full-on, like, face-off happened on a boat, on a yacht or whatever it was. Like, <laughs> WWE's just chaos here now. You absolutely can do anything you want. It's dangerous. It's really dangerous. Putting Especially him with Cody. Alan Cell. It's testing him. Yeah, people remember. It's testing him with Cody. It's testing him with Seth, all this kind of thing. But if not now, soon, bring him back. 
but let's let's just let's just see how we can get on uh, in WWE second, third, whatever it is time around. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Life is full of awesome what-ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out-of-pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, let's look at some of the other matches on this card then. Uh, we mentioned them, you know, changing things around in, the, in terms of the women's title picture. Mm. And uh, this, they have more than compensated for. Uh, it's something I would have probably booked anyway. We were saying this in the immediate aftermath of WrestleMania Backlash, mm. that this felt like the obvious match to do. You do Bianca Belair versus Becky Lynch again, but with Asuka involved, so you can have your cake and eat it too. You've got Bianca and Asuka in there, which you got a bit of a sneak peek, uh, an enjoyable sneak peek on Manaral this week. And then you just beat Becky Lynch again. She can go off and slowly begin that babyface turn. You haven't really burned through Bianca versus Asuka if you really want to do that. And they're going to put on a ripper, even though it's a triple threat. So WWE often, you know, fumbles it in terms of, uh, right, I hit you with one move and now you're going to lay outside whilst the two of us do a bit of work. I, yeah, I think you've kind of covered it all there, you know. I think the it's obviously replacement stuff. Whenever it was they were going to get to this, we don't know. It would have been a month of... Bianca and Naomi, which, like, to be honest, in terms of a story or in terms of a pairing, more interesting. Like, it, it felt brand new, didn't it, like, Naomi? So that's, it's almost like, with regret to an extent that that hasn't happened, though, I completely understand the reasons why it hasn't. Uh, yeah, I this lives or dies by the quality of the match. I have liked, not loved, the physical exchanges between all of them on Raw, including, especially... Um, Becky's loss to Asuka, where she kind of like did the kind of this business thing and went out with the top star and got beat on that Raw. It, mm-hmm. was, it was the night, wasn't it? It was the night yeah, after yeah, yeah. Naomi left when they were kind of obviously scrambling and she put herself in that position. And uh, yeah, it's it's been good, not top tier great, which is what these women are really on, on Raw. And I, I guess the match quality will determine 
whether or not this just feels like a replacement or actually feels like something better than that. I hope this is fantastic. I hope this tries as hard as it can to steal the show from mm-hmm. underneath Cody yeah. and Seth because the talent is obviously there to do so. Bianca Belair has yet to really have... She beat DeVille, didn't she? But she's not had what you would consider a high-profile title defence, so I fully expect her to win, to get this win, to continue to solidify a second time around because the whole point of her beating Becky Lynch and going on this run was to, as much as I don't want all them little tosses vindicated, but the idea, right, see... Just let it play out. Like, no. But now she's got the belt back. Have this run. Mm. Become, like, be made off the back of this run. You know, like, end up, if you lose it by the Royal Rumble season, make yourself a favourite to win it or make yourself a favourite to get back in the WrestleMania main event, however it is you want to do it. So I expect her to win. I expect Becky Lynch to lose because Belair and Asuka is there to be mm. salvaged a little bit. A bit WWE, that. So, yeah, just completely lives or dies by the quality and I just hope for the best. There is a bit of me that wanted to book uh, Bianca Belair KODing both of them, but then I remember what happened to Rick Boogs' knee at WrestleMania, so I'm not going to say that. <laughs> Get <laughs> yeah, one soon, Boogs. Uh, it, she can, but it's one of them things that you'd want to see like rehearsed to a huge amount just to be on the safe side. Um, I could see the mist getting deployed on Belair as well. I think, like, do you remember um, how she? Uh, they could say like Becky Lynch is targeting the eye because it worked for a WrestleMania. Like, remember, Belair had that massive bruise the night after WrestleMania, and she could target the eye, and Belair could be trying to push her away from it. And then, at, like, early doors in the match, Asuka just thinks, well, I'll have some of that, and then deploys the mist, and Belair has to work the rest of the match semi-blinded and wins despite that. Well, what if Belair whips Asuka, and then she miss? Oh, great. Oh, yes. The whip. Oh, the whip. Bloody misted. Powers the mist out of Asuka's body. Yes, I love that spot. And then Belair, like, pushes Asuka out the ring and hits the KOD on Becky. Brilliant. Good booking, well done. Speaking of which... And not impossible. I've got another good finish for you here. It's one of our new favourites. I can't believe I'm saying this, because you and I were sat there at the Raw after WrestleMania going, what's this? Is Ezekiel Mm -hmm. Jackson coming back? And yet, (laughs) look at where we are now. Ezekiel's here. He's one of the most overstars on Monday Night Raw. All down to the work of the likes of, uh, thank you, uh, Chad Gable, and of course... Kevin Owens, who is going to be about to hit him with a pop-up powerbomb or a stunner or whatever, single guitar strum, yeah. Ezekiel wins. It's that easy, isn't it, really? Distraction in the aisle. Well, I'll go one better than that for you, because the strum in the aisle, which I think you pitched a few weeks ago, is sort of perfect for this first chapter win. The strum in the aisle distracts Owens, but let's just say, for argument's sake, the referee is down as this distraction is taking place. And then while Owens has his back turned, staring down at the ramp in disbelief and horror, Ezekiel rather than just stealing one with his wrestling move, actually cracks him with the guitar. <gasps> so then Owens loses, and the follow-up is like, he literally hit me with the guitar, just like he always used to hit everybody with a guitar. Come on. Like, come on. Who's he got working for him that has queued up that strum backstage? Mm-hmm. And then it'll be like, well, it was, must have been Elias. He must have just not made it out in time. Like, no, who was it? Who was pressing your buttons for you? Nobody, I don't know what you mean. And then you bring in another baby face that we all kind of know was pressing the buttons for him. But he said... What are you talking about? Like it gives it gives Ezekiel uh, an ally. Yes, I like that. And you can also have in the following weeks them going to be like, you know what? I'm give him a taste of his own medicine, but I'm going to get my lackey to do it. Chad Gable goes to guitar smash uh, Ezekiel, mm-hmm. and you do the Kevin Owens spot with the chair from WrestleMania, bounce it off the ropes. Chad Gable guitars himself. Yes, love that. Fantastic. But you know what you could even do if he was distracted by the, the strumming of the acoustic guitar on Raw on Monday. Owens could be just walking backstage and ca- someone is casually playing an acoustic guitar and like just, just some back- somebody you don't even recognise and he just he just destroys him by power bomb on the storage crate or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> it's got the, the guitar on the guitar box. <laughs> yes. 
But yeah, Ezekiel has to win that one, doesn't he? Yeah, definitely. Um, should, be, should be a lot of fun. Although, I, just a bit of critical analysis, higher pressure than we're perhaps talking about in the way of we're enjoying pitching finishes because, like, they've, we've talked about this a lot lately, they've mastered the hot tag on Raw, and Ezekiel's been the latest beneficiary of that. 7 to 12 singles minutes yeah. were never great for Elias, so you don't want to overexpose this character while it's hot and fresh. Indeed. Um, can I shock you? Yeah. I'm picking, and this is maybe more in hope than expectation, a title change Okay. this pay-per-view being held in... Wait a second. Oh, okay, fine, that's fine. I, got, I panicked for a, sp- uh, a split second there and thought, oh, well, that doesn't make any sense. It's in Illinois. Yes. It's very near to Chicago. It's in yeah. Rosemont, Illinois, in the All-State that's, that's arena. in the All-State, that's Chicago, yeah. yeah basically. Hometown win for Mustafa Ali. Oh, well. Please, just give, like, he's gone 50-50. You've pissed about with him and, and Theory and Champer and all that bollocks. Just have him win. And then Theory can use his connections and maybe win it back down the line. He can carry on with that bollocks. Give him a fucking title. Please. So, I get it. I don't think it's his night, but I'll make you feel better. I think he's going to be a heavy favourite going into Money in the Bank in a month's time. And they'll do the... I was had his fingertips on it before he wants it again, that sort of thing. Could have just took it down. Really should have took it down while Brock's music was playing. He had time. But uh, I like a song as much as the next guy. <laughs> bygones. Yeah, I don't think this is night. I think the I think match quality is everything here. Theory is a strange one. Theory has these nights where he's like twenty twenty two Randy Orton, right? Like super dynamic. Comes in, he's got like just enough of a dizzying array of things that even as a heel, he kind of he sort of sports entertains you, and you kind of find yourself because he's playing this like dits. But then, like, in ring, he's obviously got enough. And then, like, a lot of the time, he's, like, 2002 to 2021 Randy Orton. And it's just really drab and dry and boring. So it just depends what you're going to get out of theory on the night. Uh, Ali, on the other hand, will probably really fancy this one, if for nothing else other than shop window stuff. The contract dispute may be over, but it doesn't necessarily mean that he wants to stay with WWE. He might just think, so I might as well work to see my time out rather than just sit on the fence. Yeah, well. yeah. You know, we don't know that this is, for him, a period of, like, him thinking, right, fine, I'm going to give this one last crack, or I want to keep my name out there for when my deal's actually mm-hmm. done. Maybe he's doing the Moxley Night Raw run, just doing it the most professional way possible. Pin me, pay me, yes sir, no sir, three bags, four sir, and then when I'm done, I'm done. You know, we don't, we don't really know what his motivation is. So it's not exactly like he's been booked with this sort of like undefeated run since he's come back. I just think theory's the project. It's as simple as I just think theory's the project at the moment and the quality of the match is all Ali's going to work for. And that almost adds credence, actually, to my argument that we're going to disagree on this. I'm okay. still going to stick to my guns here. Must, I'm not going to make a pass. It'd be man. lovely if he wins in Chicago. Oh, I think it'd be please. so nice. You know, just, just do it for what? Yeah, just WWE. I'm not against it. Ali wins. In theory, instead of going after the United States Championship, wins money in the bank. Yeah. With Mr. McMahon in his pocket. I like this because you're like, you know, Jerry Lawler on commentary to pick about six different ways yes. for the Rumble. You're approaching that with money in the I bank. I was going to say, you? if I was going to do like a top 10 list, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't because we've got far better writers, including yourself for whatculture.com, of like 10 contenders for money in the yeah. bank this year. You've, if you've listened to the podcast regularly, you know I've named about, you've got them. <laughs> about 10 already. Cody. Yeah. Then he can call his shot. And cash it in at SummerSlam, or he calls it and says, "I'm going to cash it in at WrestleMania." And Roman Reigns is like, "Don't be a bitch. <laughs> Let's just do it before that." Yeah. And they can get the best of both worlds there. 
Sami Zayn. Yeah. I will keep picking Sami Zayn <laughs> until he retires from wrestling. Even if he's over in AEW, I'm going to say, what if you made a shock jump and won money in the bank? It's going to happen one year. And also, this is this this is the most I've felt confident going into it, aside from that year where I thought he was going to win, then Braun Strowman like, tied him up backstage or some bollocks. He sure did. <laughs> and I was like, I think I was on the stream, and I was like, oh, what? <laughs> when it happened. So, Cody... Uh, my pick. That's my pick. In the words of Joe Lawler, Sami Zayn. So you're telling me there's a chance Pat McAfee <laughs> could take that goddamn headset off and get in there. Uh, and then yeah, theory, Mister McMahon's baby boy. <laughs> I don't know. I've got to that sentence, but still, theory. And then you're like, like when. They decide to split the titles or whatever they do. It's not he's not cashing in on Roman Reigns, obviously, mm. but like oh, bollocks, like they <laughs> could do the whole not necessarily authority figure, but Vince says you've got to do a gauntlet yeah. match tonight, and then maybe I'm going to be sat ring so in my briefcase. And theory would make it work. Selfies with a briefcase. Cody's the champion, and then Vince is like, right, I've been waiting for this. Yeah, right, exactly. Got a bit of so as a result of that, the scraps are. Mustafa Ali maybe gets the United <laughs> States Championship win in his hometown. Again, more hope than expectation, mm. but I have no doubt that given time, considering we've actually probably barely seen this because there's always shenanigans going on, yeah. Theory versus Ali could be a show stealer as well. I just think these people, like these premium live events are, you know, let the wrestlers wrestle. They're the least WWE things yes. in WWE's entire output. It, it just, we, it, we this, say this all the time, it beggars belief that in the era where they're funded more by TV rights than they are us, the actual pain punter, the thing that they're no longer funded for is the best thing they yeah. produce. It's so bizarre. Raw SmackDown making all this goddamn money. We just say SmackDown is a billion dollars and it hasn't contributed a single thing to this. <laughs> it's, it just blows my mind. Like they, they just get so lucky all the time. They backdoor into this all the time. But yeah, that's, it's the reason these monthly shows come with an expectation mm. that the matches will be of a certain quality. Uh, speaking of show stealers, no, dear, that's wrong. Oh yeah, sorry. There's the handicap match <laughs> uh, with almost some MVP versus Bobby Lashley. Spoiler alert: This is the gel in a cell one. Yeah, um, do not care about this. Bobby's tried his bloody hardest, mm. and, and you know they've tried to do what they they could. And MVPs, you know, I made you. No, you were nothing till I came along. Blah blah blah. Please let this be over. This is the an- this is the antithesis of the Cody Seth feud. It's exactly it, isn't it? WWE have assembled a gripping premium live event trilogy, and it ain't this one. <laughs> it's just I uh, get this over with, man. And the problem is, at this point, it just feels like they've been fighting for what feels like forever. MVPs for mm, now, yeah, for nothing. MVPs made the switch. Lashley's won more than he's not, so they might think to themselves, "Oh, I almost gets the the big W tonight." And then like, that still doesn't he? Well, and he kind of does. But do you really want to be closing the book on all this with Lashley coming out on the losing end when he's theoretically a viable like overnight Roman Reigns opponent? He could win money in the bank. He could. Until, hang on, right stick, until, stick until on this. I think what's gonna. I think what's gonna happen here is it's just something nice. I think MVP. <laughs> You've been and, watching WWE much. I know. I think Lashley's gonna win, right? And I think MVP and Omos are gonna. Uh, Look like they've got things under control. The numbers game has caught up mm-hmm. with, and he's just, Cedric Alexander is just going to be given a bit of agency for once in his poor, poor life, and he's actually going to say, "No, 
I'm sick of being treated like absolute. It's, he's not coming out to help Bobby Lashley, but he's absolutely sick of being treated like by MVP. And he's gonna bat. He's, he's gonna like stop the interference. He's gonna send MVP packing. Like the crowd are gonna go mild, and then it's gonna be after like, like the important thing is is that for the duration of the match, it's Lashley's been in this position where there's two of them. Like that's the one thing going for the, the heels is that there's two of them, and you know off goes uh, MVP with Cedric, and Lashley beats Omos one on one. Just like he did in the prior two. Just like he's already done multiple times. After the beating you gave me on Monday night, Bobby, one thing Cedric Alexander is is not ready to do is is fight on the premium live event. But I believe the WWE fans deserve an adequate replacement. I think you know the guy puts on a jacket. (laughs) Gary the Goat Garber. That's it. Gary the Goat Garber makes his return. Like, there is a man in Gary the Goat Garber that will smile through an ass kicking. So (laughs) he's so perfectly placed for this specific storyline because that's all that's happened to Cedric, no matter who he sides with. Not even asked for either. No. I've never seen him out with MVP's gone. He's just gone. He's gone doing it. Well, I'm going to let him take those. Yeah, I hope Lashley wins, yeah. but I feel like Omos may get the win here and they try and excuse it. And, uh, and yeah, pull Lashley and mount it Money in the Bank because I can see him he's good experience for, yeah, someone he's good through a ladder. He is good for Money in the Bank. It's really dangerous, that spot I've just come up with. <laughs> uh, finally, mm. the opposite of, and then the bell rang, is the six-person mixed tag match. Yeah. Because you and I, and Sige, and uh, let me just check my notes. Yeah, almost everyone <laughs> uh, hates when the Judgment Day spout bollocks and then actually go kind of 50-50 on Monday Night Raw. But on paper, Edge, Damian Priest, and Rhea Ripley versus Finn Balor, AJ Styles, and Liv Morgan of the uh, Bullet Club Tupa <laughs> Yes, please. Yeah, it's weird, this. I kind of want to look at it. I've been given no evidence to suggest the match is going to be any good, but I just want to look at it. Yeah. I want to see this for a second. I want to see how this plays out as a proper, actual six-person match. I know for one thing, it'll be better than a double or nothing one. But the question is, will it have a spot as hot <laughs> as Ty Conti getting a boot in the face of Sammy Guevara? Possibly not. I think it will. The, so there is an investment, definitely, in from the audience, based on noise, in this Bullet Club team. Liv Morgan, Finn Balor, and AJ Styles Alliance. People really like Liv Morgan, and they've wanted better for her for a while. People just at this point have got so much investment in your Finn Balor and your AJ Styles as kind of these cornerstone-like figures that this babyface team feels like a one to get behind. But Judgment Day are in desperate need of a win that actually matters, something definitive, so you would expect them to get it here. I, in the preview, before I made a fool of, on camera live on a stream on Sunday... I'm going to give them credit because I think they're telling another story. Can you believe that's two in one pay-per-view that we're going to get to preview? <laughs> I think they're telling the story of the forgotten man, Tommaso Ciampa. Yes. And I will give them credit for this on the podcast review, on a Raw, whatever. In front of this microphone, I will give them credit for it if this plays out because the whole point, everything that's happened to Ciampa since he arrived is him being forgotten and ignored. He debuts and is interrupted by Ezekiel. He has his debut matches and he's just moved on from one thing to another. He's kind of beating up. Is it Mustafa Ali? Yeah, Ali, He's beating him up and everybody's just like, anyway, get on from that. And then he was featured in the Mustafa Ali thing and disappeared from view so Theory could get to Theory stuff. So he wasn't even like, like, imagine that Theory's on the phone to Vince McMahon and Vince is like, I want you to have a more competitive match with Ali. He's not said, where's that Champa guy gone? Like, nobody cares about Tommaso Champa. That's the point, right? Mm -hmm. So if he joins up with Judgment Day, I'll buy it. Edge has been backstage. Even though it's how nobody gives a toss about you, mate. We would. 
We definitely would. We need one favour off you to prove that you're loyal to us, which is come and help us on Sunday at the pay-per-view. And the whole point of Judgment Day is that Edge has basically used and abused his Hall of Fame status to just have a numbers game advantage. He used Priest at WrestleMania. When AJ thought he had Priest locked off with Finn Balor, he used Rhea Ripley. So it's constantly been one in front. He goes one in front again with Champa on Sunday, four versus three. Dare I say you fold in another babyface if you want to do this yet again. US champion Mustafa Ali? Apparently so. But the point is, Edge is a fraud, Edge is a charlatan, and he keeps adding to his ranks in order to stay on top of the situation, and Champa would be an earned addition. They have not... I agree. They have not faked it till they've made it. They've put stuff in place for this to make sense. All of this could be for naught. This is why it's a preview, I suppose. But I will give them all the credit in the world if that's what if that's the ultimate payoff here. I haven't got really much more to add. I think you're completely right. I think that's the finish. I think that's how they win the match. I think that also allows you to completely run it back at double uh, double money in the bank, <laughs> even uh, with a with an eight person mixed mm-hmm. tag. And I'm just going to say it because I haven't really got anything else to add to to what you say other than just echoing it. Have Rhea Ripley hit the riptide on either AJ Styles or Finn Balor? Yeah, it's really cool. <laughs> That's really cool. You've had to like kind of go 50-50 with Liv Morgan. Yeah. Or need someone to hold on to her pants so yeah. she can get hit with the... Gotta be reminded that she's a big deal and can can goo with the guys. Yeah. Absolutely. And maybe that, you know, that is what allows Champa. She hits a move on Finn or AJ or whoever it may be. Well, Finn or AJ. Mm. She can hit it on Liv Morgan, but it doesn't really have the required effect, I'm saying here. And the referee's like, what the bloody hell are you doing? And he distracts himself with that, and that's when Champa slides in. And suddenly, he's not slapping himself on the back. Edge is. It's welcome to... Oh, that's nice. That is nice. Welcome to the Judgment Day. Yeah. Yeah? I'm really looking forward to this, mate. (laughs) Sorry, premium live event. Let us know your thoughts uh, ahead of Hell in a Cell. And uh, once again, apologies if... Stuff has changed in the, I don't know, 24 hours since we recorded <laughs> this and the fiend's shown up on Dynamite or they've cancelled the Hell in a Cell match <laughs> or something. Uh, anything is possible in this wacky world of wrestling right now. But let us know your thoughts at WhatCultureWWE on Twitter. Well, actually, you can follow both of us. You can follow Michael Hamflit at... Michael Hamflit. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. Make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts. And make sure you join us on Sunday night on What Culture's YouTube channel for our Hell in a Cell live stream reactions and we'll be reviewing the show and all the fallout from it immediately afterwards so if you subscribe to what culture wrestling that will drop into your feed as soon as it is released but now for now this has been the hell in a cell preview enjoy hell in a cell on sunday night my thanks to michael hamlet thank you for joining us and we will see you soon hold up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. 
If you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.